Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. This is a live episode that went out about three or four weeks ago on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tea With Me podcast where we do the live episode once a month. My guests are Dave Elliott and Kieran Bartlett. Let me prefix this episode by saying Dave told me he only had 20 minutes free and could only jump on really quickly. Or 20 minutes later, big man in the form of his life. So Kieran and Dave, and then we just had some sippers on, some people that support the podcast and Patreon. We interviewed them. They asked questions. People were sitting in weird ways. There was a lot of cats running about. It was a weird time, but everyone enjoyed it with a cup of tea. Let's kick off this episode. It's a live episode of the Tea With Me podcast. Enjoy it. Now, Dan, you've said we're good to go. Does that mean start or does that mean like we're good to start thinking about starting or have we started? Are there people here? I believe there are people here. Christ, there's people here. Uh, I haven't even done my hair. Sippers, welcome to... Do you know what's so distracted about this? I should hopefully be looking at myself, but I'm just looking at Dan's face. So I want to see myself perform because I like to see myself perform, but I'm just looking at Dan. But I'm going to pretend that Dan is me facially. Sippers, welcome to the live episode of the Tea With Me podcast. It's Sunday night. It's nine o'clock, to be honest. I sort of lost a run of myself a bit starting this at nine o'clock. We definitely should have done about seven, half seven, because I don't know about you guys, but whenever it hits a couple of minutes past nine on a Sunday, I'm ready to just get into my gym jams, watch London's Burning and have a bath, usually all three at the same time. But here we are. This is the second live Tea With Me Patreon episode that we've done. And um, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a dramatic start to this because me and Dan were set up on on Zoom where we're good to go. He was showing me that he's been using his Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> he said, you don't believe me? I was like, I do believe you. And he goes, no, you have to see this. And I swear to God, you could ice skate on it. So, uh, <laughs> so what happened was when we were set up, I thought, right, now I'm going to make my tea because I want to have an authentic cup of tea on the podcast because I'm going to be honest because it's just Patreon sippers, I can say this. A lot of time you see me on the Tea With Me podcast, what I do is I make a cup of tea whenever I'm you know, getting ready to do the podcast. But by the time I do the podcast, it's cold. And a lot of the times it's just, it's just I just, I have commissioned my own brown water, which is just plain mineral water, but it's brown to give the impression that I'm drinking tea. But what happened here was I was like, no, it's a live episode. I need to have a cup of tea, but my kettle took far too long to boil. So it was at four cups, um, but it just took far too long to boil. So seconds before we went live here, I finished making my tea. So I just want everyone to know we're authentic. We've got the official tea with me mug and it's slightly too warm to, uh, to drink, but we'll get to that. Second live podcast, my guests are Dave Elliott and Kieran Bartlett. It's just three big boys having a bit of fun tonight. And at the very end, what we'll do is we'll just turn it around. We'll speak to some sippers. Uh, just guys, remember, just have a bit of decorum, please. I don't want I don't want to see anyone remove clothes. I just I just want to have chat with people so you can think about questions. You can within reason ask me anything. And I'm just gonna have a look at some people watching. I know my Jesus Christ. Matthew Mernon on his phone there. Doesn't have any credit. Uh, there's Dave Elliott waiting to go. A lot of people not showing their video, which makes me think they're doing something really untoward while watching. 
Also, I'm glad to see everyone watching this just by themselves. What I don't want to see is anyone else in the room with you. So we established this in the last live podcast. If there's anyone else in your house trying to watch, trying to listen, make them go to a separate laptop and sign up for a Patreon account because they don't deserve this. All right, I think I see everyone. But don't worry, I'm, I'm going to be only looking at my guest during this. I don't think you've got to sit there. Like, you know, you just drink your tea, relax, do whatever you want, and we'll just bring the guests on. So let's bring on my first guest. Let me give this, this guy needs a good introduction. So let me give this guy a good introduction. I met this, this guy at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2012. And it was brilliant that he was able to go to the Fringe because he has obviously had his issues, you know, paramilitary-wise in, in the past. You know, he's been caught up in a lot of things. Um, he looked like he was going down one path and then he ended up getting into comedy. You know, he looked like he was going into Loyalist Paramilitaries full-time. But what he decided to do was stand up and, instead. And I'm delighted he has because it's meant that him and I have become best friends. Sippers, please welcome to the Tea With Me Live podcast. I think I hear him heavy breathing. It's Dave Elliott. Dave, can you hear me? I can't hear you, unfortunately. Oh, yes. I can't. Can you hear me? Yeah. I see you're wearing a Biggie uh, t-shirt. Is yeah, that man, part of your personalized merch range? It's, no, it's this new rapper I've been listening to. I've been getting sick of all these flipping new SoundCloud guys. So I've, I've heard this fella and I like his shit. I think he could be big. Eight, no, yeah. Um, it's good. Good. A couple of things. First and foremost, Hold I just on. want to say, uh-huh. what are you, what are you giggling say, at? You hold Biggie's head up a wee bit there. You and Biggie have exactly the same size, shape, and weight of head. Yeah, the good thing we're like you know, like if I was getting an X-ray photo, that's yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. First and foremost, I want to say, I want to say two things. First, wow. what was that shit you were talking about, Brown Water? Like that was the worst banter I've ever heard, and people pay for that. Oh, I don't actually drink tea. I drink brown. Fuck up. Secondly, glad to see you fixed your hair. That's something I'm pleased to say. Alas, you've been flopping your hair down. You've been looking very much. <laughs> I mean, you look like somebody who would very much vote Tory for a lot, long time. Then the trails come out for your TV show. You've got this, I don't know, like I've want to say Hitler Yost look thing going on. And you've obviously seen it back for the first time and gone, oh, fuck. Thank God the quiff is back. Praise be. So I don't know if this is possible, Dan. Can you at some point of this interview, Dave, bring up the picture that I posted on Twitter yesterday, which was part of the trails for my new BBC TV show. I mean, listen, what, what what's pretty cool about this is I do have it actually screenshot on my phone. So, I mean, if if you want, what I can do is just present right now to the camera for everybody. You know that? I mean, I don't know what the expression is, but I mean... You know what the expression is? A young Hitler <laughs> youth officer sending somebody I gonna, away. <laughs> I was going to say, what's happened is have they flipped the camera back and you can actually, that's the first time you've seen your hair and you've gone, ah, Alex. <laughs> what's just happened? <laughs> can I just say, you, um, you know how to cut to the core of me because whenever you... <laughs> my hair nothing hurts me more and then on the flip side of that nothing means more to me than when you turn around to me and go your hair's actually looking all right yeah, which is because, you, because you look from here like you have a decent head of hair for a man of your age yes but then if you have if you are caught on a drone or like google earth yeah it's horrific it's, a, it's no, because a, listen what, what it is my style is very much in terms of hair what i describe as like the front of banger seafront you know it's all just fake you know, you look along, you're like, that looks like a really nice, 
old school green grocers, but then you get closer, you're like, oh no, it's a fucking derelict mess. Don't go near it at all. Um, there's, a home, there's a homeless much, guy inside. Yeah, and believe it or not, if I do bend down, you will see some fella just bending down and on the roof of my bonds. Uh, right. Can we tell? Um, can we tell everybody watching and listening the story about if you're okay with us telling it? about your daughter Holly um, getting me confused for for somebody else? Yeah, I mean, what, what happened? I was just sitting watching the TV and I just heard the, like the, the letterbox go and then Holly starts going, Uncle Shane, Uncle Shane. And I think, oh, fuck, he's come. He's, he's here. <laughs> Bollocks. And uh, she just comes. Why from, was that your reaction? Because you, you never come unannounced. It's like something from Game of Thrones. Like when some of the Lannisters arrive unannounced, you know, there's trouble. Like, you know, Tyrion's sitting there, balls deep in the whorehouse, will whine all down him. And for some reason, Jamie's there and he's like, ah, fuck. You know, he's caught him in, his, in, in the midst. So when I heard the door go and thought Uncle Shane, I'm like, oh no, he's come, he's, he's come to make some regal announcement. And um, no, she just came in with this like envelope in her hand. And I thought that's very advanced offer to, 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 to know your handwriting or your name. In fact, for that matter. So whenever I got it, what it was, was actually a Marie Curie, like uh, charity. Um, fun. Let me just find the photo. And I had on it a nurse, <laughs> and the said nurse basically. Th- this is a photo of, of the nurse, and my two-year-old is like, "It's Uncle Shane." <laughs> and to be fair, <laughs> you know that that was the hair that Uncle Shane's going for, and, and I mean, like similar. <laughs> Right. It's a similar that photo. That was a private photo <laughs> sent to you. <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, have pl- I have plenty more private photos just sent to me if you want me to I'm, post them. I'm okay with the fact that if I do look like a female nurse, it's a Marie Curie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I look like a really good nurse. Um, yeah. Speaking of private photos, do you remember we just went through a weird phase um, for about a year? This was about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. where when Snapchat was was a thing, um, you know, people be like, "Are oh, you sending nudes to girls and all?" And you and I, went guys, I'm phase- about to get cancelled here. Bye. <laughs> no, you and I went through a phase where the only people we ever sent nudes to were each other. Yeah. Yes. And you would send like you would you would look for an opportunity to send a picture and you just happen to be a little bit naked in the picture. Like, what yeah. do you think of my bathroom tiles? That was so weird. Yeah. Like, that was, there was one that I um, found recently and what it was, I was told, um, one of our friends had said, listen, do you have a photograph that like from, from one of the Ulster Hall gig we did quite like, a, do you, did you take a photo? I said, I think so. Let me just go check. So I went on to like, my old phone to try and flick through. And in there, there was a photo of me, me with this like nice jumper on. And I was like wearing this jumper. I remember sending it to you. And like my hairline was about here and I had sideburns and it was all dark up top as well. And I was just wearing this jumper. But for some reason, I don't know whether it was a thong I was wearing or whether I had just manipulated my, my pants to look like a thong, but I had taken it over the shoulders. Like, do you like this jumper? And and it was just a really weird, a weird thing to see. Like, see, now as I'm an old guy, it's like, oh no, what was it doing? Yeah. Um, and you still have it actually blown up on canvas in your, in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and it needed to be blown up. I don't know what that yeah. You've actually got, got laminate in front of it as well, but I don't know what that's for. Yeah. Um, big dog, you've, you've had your second, your second baby. You just keep having yes. fem- female babies. Um, yes. How, how many is too many? 
women how many, there is never such a no. thing as too many women you know i i think you know if we are going to go forward and we're going to crush the patriarchy we need to and i'm just fucking battering them out there to do my bit solidarity you were i wouldn't say battering that sentence you were um busy today because you were at uh, that Pardon? rally up in stormont you were you were at the rally in yes stormont today. i was i was at the rally me me and Stephen nolan were there battering people that were who were wearing masks me and big noli I mean, if they're within five meters, they're getting flattened. Any further than that, we're gassed. But yeah, I, I could definitely see you being Nolan's goon. No, what do you mean by goon? Is that like I, some sort of a, like? Because I was watching, who... I was watching this show there on Netflix called um, "The World's Toughest Prisons" with this guy called Raphael Rowe. Have you ever seen it? No. Busy this dude. Every episode, he drums home the fact: Oh, I was in prison for twelve years for something that didn't commit. And I was like, "All right, A team, relax. We can get the gist." And uh, he was going through all these prisons. And the last prison he was in was Costa Rica. And uh, there's these lads in it. And there was this guy here, and he's like, "Oh, this fella's called." I think it was like, "Say Federico for talk's sake." <laughs> and then like, "Oh, Federico, who's who's your mate?" And he was like, "Oh, it's Andre." And then Federico was like, "No, no, it's not actually Andre. It's Samantha." And, <laughs> and Andre was like, "No, it's, it's definitely Andre." And he's like, "Nah, Samantha." And they were like, "But what?" And he's like, "Who's he?" And and, and Andre was like, oh, it's, "I'm his goon." And he's like, "Yes, yeah, Samantha's my my goon." You know, and I think what was happening there. Was they were having sex? So I don't mean that. What I'm saying is, no. You, I just mean think, I just mean, and I don't mean this because uh, if Stephen Nolan wanted to do that, and was to pay me a wage. Pardon? No, I just mean you go around with the mallet. I don't call it a mallet. That's a. I mean, it's that's, if anything, it's a toffee hammer. You know, so don't don't be don't be selling me too. Uh. You want to finish that sentence? No, because it's going to say too short. Then I realised no, you couldn't get short enough. To be fair. Dippers, let me really quickly interrupt the podcast just to say this Sunday coming, we are doing our next live episode where I will have a couple of guests on from the comedy world, maybe the music world, maybe a hitman, who knows, a carpenter, it could be anyone. Uh, and we'll have Sippers on as well where you get to ask questions live on the podcast. Patreon.com slash Tea With Me Podcast. We both did Colin get us a podcast last week, General Panther, yes. and like so many people said in the questions for me was like, what really happened between you and Dave and Boytown? Mm. And you know when like, you know the answer to something, but yes. someone asked it in a way where you're like, what did, what did happen? Yeah. So am I blocking out some like big drama? Did anything bad happen or are we? What actually happened, right, was myself and Ben got together and we're like, we need to cut the dead weight. We said, this guy's ruining our lives. And we need to just sack him. So then I said, right, I'll sack you, Ben, on air. You'll quit. He'll think it's all gone. Then we'll just get together and do my podcast, which is fake, but it's also transpired to have happened. So you can take whatever you want. <laughs> that was actually a joke, but then that is exactly this is exactly what has happened. Yeah, there was definitely an uneasy atmosphere when you sacked Ben. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think it's safe to say I lose the run on myself when... I'm on a podcast. Sometimes I've said things um, that have gone, oh no, in the moment. I'm like, that's funny. But then I get like messages from people like who might want to offer you work being like, would you please not say that? Or would you please take that down? What did you mean by that? Like, do you remember a time we were in trying to pitch something to BBC and uh, there was this guy and he was like, like, was like, yeah, we heard you said some stuff on the podcast. We're like, hardly was like that. And he had the actual audio clips of what we had said. We're going, yeah, well, you know, 
maybe we did say that. Maybe you know we didn't. And let's just say there was a five-year break before from that till we ever got spoken to by BBC again. When we found out that um, there was like you know people listening in, this was back in yeah. Like, this maybe like three, four years ago, boy. In fact, maybe yeah. even a bit more. You know, yeah. someone basically said to us, "Be very careful because certain people are listening to this." And I yeah. think, and I said, "How the fucking dare you threaten me on my own fucking podcast, you jerk!" And he's like, "Well, I'm the director general of BBC." And I'm like, all right, okay, sorry, master. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I became the 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 girls after that because yeah. we. And it was there was like something really dirty about it where we were like, let's just keep saying. No, because we started thinking. I mean, this is how mental it is because we're two idiots. You, you used to flush your you used to flush your phone down the toilet every night. I know, just to be sure. I mean, I, every any money sleep I was at the ten foot towards buying the new phone. But um, whenever we were doing that, um, I just sort of got lost in the in the in the realm of it and started getting paranoid, being like who I started thinking to myself, you know, for two mates just in a room talking, this wasn't the case. But in my head, I was like, there's a fucking mole. There is a yeah, fucking yeah. mole out there. We used to, we used to say that listen. word. <laughs> yeah, there's a fucking mole. And I used to be saying things like, why are people getting opportunities and we aren't? And I said, because there's a fucking mole tightening on us. And then it transpired to just be, you know, a, a public podcast that anyone could listen to. We did say some outlandish things. And why, were, why were me and you like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas? I mean, it's just it's just just how it was, you know. We just, I don't we, we, I, I don't know about I don't know if one thing stands out as bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was about which is great for like the amount of years that we did it. There was only maybe five occasions where yeah. you would say after that bit has to come out. Whereas, oh, like, no, 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 no. That's not the truth. Very careful now, what you say here. Now, since we're here, like I am going to change. We, I'm going to change something up here. I'm going to put the, the light of truth on me here, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn it up. Right. So this is the light of truth. Whenever this is on, I'm being totally truthful. Right. What I didn't know that it happened until after it had happened was recently Ben had told me that like we would have recorded Boy Town and we would have been spitting back and forward some outlandish things for like punching each other up to say something more ridiculous. And then what I didn't know is you were going to him afterwards being like, can you cut out that bit that I said? So then afterwards, it just became like me at, the, at a fucking 1939 rally, just screaming ridiculous stuff in a row with no context. And then at the end of it, you'd be like, all right. It was, it was, it was really, really weird. Let me just go back to this again. Thank God. There we are. Well, whenever you had the light of truth on, you definitely looked like you'd be in, in a window in Amsterdam. Right, I mean, listen. Which I would I, like to see. What services would you have? I mean, <laughs> what I did say on another podcast, I fucked this up. I said, I was saying, like, imagine, you know, if I was there in in this. And I said, I actually went to Amsterdam, but I fucked up what I said. I was like, I was going to Windows offering to suck guys off. And that's not how it works. And I say, lock it in there. Mate, are you, can I come in and suck you? And he's like, no, I'll suck you. And I was like, no, 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 I want to come in. I'll pay you if, if I can... <laughs> You know, and I think, you know, I didn't, let's just say at a good time in Amsterdam. Like, I need to get that off, Jesus. God knows what I would say. Oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of something that we can talk about that wasn't too bad that we did, but was kind of, I mean. Any question, I'll be honest. I've got the truth light on. Go for it. Oh, no. No, it's off. It's off. It's off. Oh. Yeah, if I ever you had to throw away the remote. I'm like, um, listen, it's on. Fuck it, it's gone. It's- by the way, do you know what we should definitely do? Do you know what this reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Remember we went to Yaxton? And- sorry, you just, you, your sound cut out there. T- talk to me again. Oh, sorry, is that better now? Yes, I can hear, love. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby love. Um, I was. Do you remember we went to Rathlin and did a gig and we videoed the whole thing and I made a ten minute edit of it and then just didn't know what to do with it, so didn't put it out. Uh-huh. That was great. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're about to like premiere it here. <laughs> but there we go. Here we are. This is it. I mean, it mainly just involves you doing shots with a pair of sunglasses on. And the yeah, and then what you've done is cut everything you've said out, and it's just a propaganda <laughs> hate video about me just hating Jewish people for some reason, even though never do. What, what was the, I mean, with me, with my look, I have to be very careful about you accusing me of yeah. it, but yeah. what was what was the worst tweet? So we used to do a thing in Boytown called Tweetback, where mm. you made the other person tweet something. It went out for the whole duration <laughs> yeah. of the episode, which is like an hour or an hour and a half. But but the the... the thing was Northern Ireland is so small and inevitably you were tweeting Northern Irish celebrities mm. uh, of which there are like 20 so yeah you were no, but then, then there are people but the thing is about I mean sorry if any of you guys are Northern Irish celebrities here I mean Johnny Bowen. some some Northern Irish celebrities are just people who say they're celebrities you know they don't do oh, anything no. they're just guys off. you know they're like, they're like it's just jimmy and i am northern ireland's number one influencer cashier you know that's not they just keep saying they are something and they're not you know but anyway um so i think the worst the worst i felt i did i had to do was i had to tweet jimmy bryson once saying like i'm trying to start this this movement um and it was just awkward that it was him because he's the kind of guy that on social media will run with stuff. Like, I don't know if you saw, um, there was a wee bit of a thing about, remember that internet site lad and Jamie Bryson got behind that and he really went with it. So I was afraid, you know, if it were to be me, oh, I'd be in trouble. But um, I hated that. I also hated every time you made me tweet Ulster rugby player Rob Herring about like ideas for businesses, like a breast milk cafe and <laughs> like, and a gym. Yeah, the gym was the worst, actually, because it was just a legit was so believable. of a, an actual believable gym. And then I was like, I'm delighted that myself and my, my business partner, Rob Herring, are open in this gym. And he's probably getting an alert on his phone, being like, who the fuck is this stupid prick? And then he yeah. opens it. Yeah, I'm not opening a gym. I'm not opening a gym with this moron. And then next week, a breast milk cafe. And it's like, <laughs> a glory hole? What the fuck is a glory hole? And it's like, that was actually not in, in, in Boytown. That was just my private exchange with them, but um, they, they were awkward because I have a friend, I don't want to name drop here um, because it's not what I'm like as a person, um, but, you know, I, I'm very good friends with Darren Cave, and uh, he would text me and be like, why are you harassing my teammate? Like, what? And I was like, oh, it's just a bit of banter. He's like, no, it's creepy. Would you stop doing it because you're embarrassing me? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try that. Um, but I, I got almost as, the joy I got out of making you tweet sort of superseded the the shit that I felt for mine. And like, I, I saw some of the pictures recently again of, of some of the tweets you've sent. And uh, one of my favorites was to like, right at the start, do you remember I made the tweet Andy Parsons, who's like on mock the week, just the mock comedian. The week, yeah. So somebody who you could conceivably come across um, and also work with at some stage. And uh, I just made you tweet a close up picture of your face. And you just wrote, what do you think is face and tag them? And like, it's just really weird to me, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. Can, uh, so Dan, I don't know if this feature is enabled and I also don't really know what the word enabled means, but if anyone has questions before I let Dave go for me to ask Dave, can, I don't know if people can send them in the chat. I don't know where the chat is either. Yeah. But what's happening? Am I Dan being sent away here? 
No, well, right, do you want to stay on with Kieran? Hey, look, I'm having a good time. If you want me to stay on, I'll stay on. Because I have some things to say about Kieran. <laughs> Let me just tell you immediately. All right, so if I'm staying on, there's going to be some truth bombs about this guy. All right? Uh. All right, well, look, we'll bring Kieran on in a sec. But if anybody has any questions for uh, for Dave, then I think that's the chat open now. What's what I didn't expect? I didn't expect that I could, like, see people on this. I thought it would just be yeah. me and these guys would be, like, voyeurs just kind of looking in. But I love how we're just here and Matthew Mernon's just fully on Pornhub, just having a great time, <laughs> just looking looking at, at, at the big ditties and we're just having a nice time here. You know, it's... it's he's big laughing because it's true. He's like, how did he actually know? And it's because there's a mirror, but I can see it in the reflection of that painting. Which is really big, traditional. It looked good. Big, big Diddy's was a Biggie Small Support Act. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> what What I don't like here is Katie McComb is uh, is watching with a friend and a dog who both need to have Patreons by the time this podcast is over. Or yeah, the I PS, mean, or the PS there looks I. like there's there's one with the white dog, and then there's one she's got like a bow in her hair, and it either looks like she's just very itchy or has another animal. Oh, it's another dog! Thank goodness. I just white see. Do- White dog, also crazy. another guy, Biggie Smalls crew. Uh, Correct. Hilda <laughs> uh, Conning says, "What's your favorite childhood toy?" Oh, I mean, I mean what? Here, this is something that you, I bet you didn't expect to happen here. You have a Believe it or not, your desk. No, I have a collection of uh, of toys here that I thought I thought you would ask this question, so I thought hey, I'd just bring hey, this hey, that's not- little, little <laughs> guy. <laughs> Right, you and, have uh, you have daughters that are children now, right? So why do you have Victorian age toys? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not in my house right now. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, staying at a pal. So I just bring this with me. This is my you know why people have like security blankets when they're feeling yeah. that I just bring just, this guy. You pop that up. Yeah, he's called he's called George Pettigrew, and he's a bear. And he yeah, I just sort of yeah play with him from time to time, which is pretty great. <laughs> Uh, my favorite childhood toy was a, a Furby. I had a Furby Sorry, that I, thro- I had a Furby that I threw out the window once because because uh, mm-hmm. I had a lot of uh, oppressed problems whenever I was a child. Mm-hmm. And um, but let, let Fur- me just say, I remember Furbies coming out when I was like a full adult, and you're like two years younger than me. Why do you have a Furby? I had, no, I had a Furby when I was a child. I threw it out the window. The, cir- the circuits went wrong on it, and it, it basically it still tried to talk. And you know what's weird? In the middle of the night, it, it still did talk. But it, instead of saying, like, you know, yum, and the things Furby said in English, it just spoke fluent Chinese, <laughs> which is <laughs> well, weird. I'm and just used to go through a lot of propaganda. But Owen Murray says, my video isn't working, but I can still see you. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> <Good man. laughs> yeah, so... So Furbies came out like they were released in 1998. So I'd be 11, you'd be nine. Yeah. Still a bit weird. Like you know, then like football and stuff. Like Furbies are like for five year olds. You weirdo. <laughs> I got a Furby. Like when you're nine, you're like you're getting shin pads and all. You know, you're you're like oh, you're doing that, and you're just running about. Going, I don't want to play ball. I've got a little one of these wee weird things, and occasionally shits and whatever, but. <laughs> You're the freak boy. Turn, turn, <laughs> you turn up the P7 of the Furby like a weirdo. <laughs> let's bring let's bring Kieran in. Kieran's busy giving off that he's muted. Dan, you need to unmute Kieran because he's kicking off here. Let's add. Oh, there, there he is. is. Oh, there he is. Good How's to see you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Patreon podcast, Kieran Bartlett. How's it Kieran, going? Kieran Dave's on at the same time. He refused yeah. to. 
I said, so I said, I'm not fucking leaving. I said, I'm staying. I'm waiting because I want to speak to my friend Kieran because I've been ringing you, texting you. I've sent letters to your house. I've knocked your door. You've been ignoring <laughs> me. So I said, I'm staying here to talk to you. Oh, that's good, man. I'm happy with that. Like, I wasn't expecting there to be a host of people. I think I saw somebody smoking a definite split about two minutes ago. Well, um, whoever, that, whoever that is, their information will be passed on to the PSNI. So yeah. enjoy it because it's going to be your last one. Yeah, weed with me. Um, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, how's the form anyway? Kieran, we're good. We're delighted to have you here. We miss seeing you in person, me and uh-huh. Dave. Um, although mm, you guys met up without me. And yeah, me, I believe. Guess where that meeting happened. Oh, let me guess. Kieran Bartlett, brand ambassador for Cafe O on the Ormo Road. Can I tell a true story that's very quick? We were doing a gig in Crescent Art Centre in Belfast. Me, Dave, Kieran, and a co- this for some reason this is the weirdest story of all time. Me, Dave, Kieran, and a couple others. And during the break, me and Dave went down to get a coffee and went to Cafe O and Botanic. And mm-hmm. we th- and, and by the way, this is if you want to know what level of banter me and Dave were on, we were like, did we buy Kieran? Who at this point, we knew he liked Cafe O, but we didn't know to what extent. So we bought him a branded Cafe O beanie. I don't think they'd ever sold one. I don't think they'd ever sold what, their own beanies. What was really great was I remember we were standing ordering our coffees and I remember looking at you and I was like, we should get him a hat. And you're like, I don't I don't know if he would. I said, listen, I really think he'll appreciate it. And you were like, I don't know if he will. And I was like, I, I really... I just have a feeling I, I'm throwing myself out there a wee bit, you know, like I'm like a, I'm a desperate romantic in a rom-com here. I'm throwing my everything to Kieran. I'm like, I think, I really think I know him. I think he wants this and I'm just, I'm going to risk it all. I, I've never seen anyone be more grateful of a gift and I've never been more emotional by giving a gift. That's my greatest ever gift that I've given and the greatest reaction to a gift. Well, the, reason, given, the reason it's one of the stories is because Kieran nearly burst into tears. I was, it was beautiful. Terry taken aback by it. Do you know what it was? Do, do you know? Do you know what it is? I actually, when Cafe O first came here, if you recall, I actually hated it with a vengeance, and I did stand up about how hipster it was. And then somewhere between like nobody wearing socks and me tasting my first flat white, I just <laughs> felt. Karen, <like laughs> <laughs> some, yeah, sometimes. Had... Sorry. If... If the sippers ever want to kind of see Kieran Bartlett out and about, you can find him in Cafe O doing like a, a, a roulette of meetings. Like I've been in Cafe O to meet Kieran and he's talking to another boy and I have to just like wait until he's finished with the boy he was talking to and then I like tag in. Do you know what was so, after Well, it wouldn't be the first time you've tagged in for boys before in a circle. That was a, a, a very shit joke, but anyway, carry on. The one time I was doing the meeting roulette down there and... Uh, one of the people I was meeting, I didn't really, I didn't really know them that well. Like I think I'd only seen them once, and it was a, like a, a, an internet sort of. It sounds oh. fucking oh. thing. And um, but I didn't really know them, but I sort of vaguely knew them. And from the back, I saw this person that looked like them. So the person I was having my first meeting with, I said to them, "Here, see on your way out, tap that guy and tell him to come up here." <laughs> <laughs> And the, this guy, it was Mark, it was it was Mark, and he, he turned around, he, he sort of fuck off, and I'm tapping this guy, and I went, mate, I am not fucking you about, tap that guy and tell him to come up here. And he fucking did, and it wasn't the guy. What I, I, was like, <laughs> what I love is just the thought of Don Bartolini sitting up on the table, <laughs> tap him on the shoulder and tell him to come and speak to me. And then he's like, <laughs> Mark's like, he wants you, and you're just sitting there. 
Come and sit with me. You know, Dave, like, I, Dave, I, I, I love that too, Dave. But what I love more than that is, you know what I had waiting before you jumped in? What? Don Kieran Bartley only waiting to sum this I like that. Kieran, I got, a, I got a weird request recently involving you, which was... Sorry. Um, is somebody knitting? Let me see. In the middle of a bloody yeah, performance? Is, yeah. Karis. Yep. Are you knitting? What, what are, are you knitting? knitting? Type into the chat what you're knitting. I mean, this is the only podcast where that will be a question on the live episode. <laughs> yeah, what are you knitting? Oh, it's crooked. crooked. How yeah. many people? How many people read that as crotchet the first time? <laughs> it's crooked. I definitely did. I looked at him went, what is it went. Cro- What's crooked? the design we're going for? It's a cardigan oh, from Mulligan's birthday. Oh, Love it. See what what came up there on my because it was cut off. Said it's a cardigan for my mum's buy. And I thought that's a, a weird reason. It's a cardigan because my mum's by fair play to her and good luck. But weird. let me see. Here, what about uh, what about Cardi B's song, Wet Ass Pussy? Is it the worst? Like everybody just signs off. Ding 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 ding. Have you heard it? Please Karen, tell me you've heard a song. So, yeah, Karen, we, I think we have heard it. But what is the link? Hey, Karen, between... this is 2020, by the way. You know, welcome. I want to know genuinely what the link was. I looked at that yes. and went, it's crotchet. Then I went, it's crochet. Then I went, cardigan, cardi, cardi B. All right. There. <laughs> there, like, that's literally how it happened. And then, and then I'm like, cardi B, that song, that song fucking seconds my life. I hate it. Like, it really hurts me. It, yeah. it, it, like, it hurts me. She's about to, she's about to come on as a guest. You fucked it. <laughs> you know those lines, though, that like you could just be saying, and there's a line in it where she goes, Macaroni in a pot, it's wet ass pussy. I'm like, I could, you could say anything. You could say, you, you could, but listen, I think it's the descriptive nature. Have you ever cooked macaroni before? Yes, you know, but it's you can say it about, you can say it about anything warm, like, do you know what I mean? Fucking like, roasted like pasta and sauce, wet ass pussy. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I hate it. I hate Here, it. Karen, I, had a, I had a weird request involving you recently. Sorry. Which was um, I'd love I'd love to know what your level of interest are in this to see if you would be keen, but um, a couple of guys I play football with, um, <laughs> Dundrum, which is probably what thirty miles away from where you live, so not that handy. But you might be interested in this. A couple of the guys have said, and I quote, "Any chance of bringing Bunter down?" Now I don't know what that means, but would you well, like to come and watch a Newcastle County Down Premier League team train? <laughs> I'll, I'll come down if it's uh, socially safe. You know, yeah, but what well, do you Karen, think? Karen, don't don't let them treat you like the elephant man. Don't let them uh, just bring it down, roll you out for all these guys. Go, ah, it's butter, and you'll be sitting there going, I'm a I'm a human being, and then you'll leave. Don't don't let them. Do I definitely, that uh, I definitely can't afford to get coronavirus, but I'll come down. Yeah, I'm definitely in that bracket of you know underlying very overt <laughs> health issues. You know what I mean? Have you have you just have you just been in a bunker, Karen, since March? <laughs> Mate, I, I've been in a bunker since about 2015. <laughs> There's just been no need for me to do much. Like. Just you, just you, a bunker and a Cardi B CD. I love it. Like, I abs- uh, that song. Oh, don't even want. Sorry, talk about something else because it fucking it hurts me. It, like, I, I hear come on, and I actually get like emotional about it about how how awful the lyrics are. You got you have wet ass eyes listening to it. Yeah, yeah, mate. I just think about I just think about I mean this is such a 
this is such a patriarchal thing to say, but what if a man did that? What if I went on and went, <laughs> it's some tight-ass foreskin. Nobody wants that, like... Kieran, no, what, I, what I'm going to say, is this, is, this, is this going on YouTube? By well, any chance? it will this, at some point. Right, okay, well, 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 what I want to say is, Kieran, there, there actually is a song out there that is kind of uh, inappropriate. And uh, again, it's it's on my dad's gym playlist. So <laughs> let me let me just see if I, if I could just drop a wee quick bit of this. This is a song called Play by David Banner. Am I muted? No, 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 no. no. I, I just said mute my screen. I thought, Dan, if you've muted me in my glory. This, this is how it starts. And this is my dad's favorite song. It's actually, I think, him and my mum's first dance. Um, <laughs> bear with me. So yeah, he's currently in a high, a right. high offender's prison because I reported him. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing in the chat here um, from the crochet enthusiast. Eminem has a song where he shoves a gerbil up his ass. I don't like that either. And then that song you just have harmed me yeah. too. Do, do you know what I like? You know songs what? that are like. Put your head on my shoulder. <laughs> I, I like that shit. You know what I mean? Romance, like fucking yeah. <laughs> badass pussy, like and trying to go. Do you know as rude as I'm prepared to go is the thong song. The thong, the thong could belong to anyone. And dumps and like a truck. The only thing, <laughs> the truck, truck. The only thing, the only thing that he there's a bit in that song when he literally. He loves the thong. He literally, <laughs> yes. he, he literally just goes like this. <coughs> like he loves it. You know what I mean? It's so good. The rest, like these, these ones, not they're not. It's not even. Do you know what I mean when I say it's like it's not even sexy? It's just grim. Yeah, they, but there's got to be a producer at some point where like someone someone's written the song, and they're like like the Yin Yang Twins. Do you know the song Wait that they sing? It's just the, the most rapey song you'll ever hear. They whisper the whole way through, and the chorus is, why do you see my dick? Right? No joke, right? So that's the... And it's just, why do you see my dick? And I'm going to say, yin yang, you can't sing that in 2020 because it's highly inappropriate. But at some stage, they would have had to sit before, like a record producer, and be like, got some lyrics for you. And the guy's like, all right, let's hear what you have. And it's like, and do you want me to sing them? No, just read, read me the lyrics. <laughs> where do you see my dick? <laughs> We do see my dick. We do see my dick. We do see my dick. Dave, Dave will you we tell like. this? Will you speaking of Cisco? Um, yeah. No one expected to hear that sentence <laughs> on my podcast tonight. But I actually have Cisco. And he's about to show his dick a lot. <laughs> <laughs> can you show us, uh, or can you tell us that? Can you show us your dick? Can you? Can I mean, you tell uh, us this is an HD camera, but. Uh, yeah. Can you tell the story about you and Cisco? You have a link to Cisco. You've financially benefited from Cisco. Karen, I don't I mean, even know if you know this story. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I mean, this is genuinely a true story, and it's ridiculous. And it is. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't even know where to start. But I um, used to be in a sketch group years ago. Years ago, it's when we met at the Fringe called FNT, and um, in that group, so again. Long story short, I don't, I've spoken about this on other podcasts before, but there was a guy who basically was a writer on, like, you know, like, what's it called? Not, I need to say live TV. That's like a Shit beef Park, station. No, South Park. And what's the other one? Something TV. 
Oh, not Saturday Night Live, the, the one that Bobby Lee was on. Mad TV, Mad TV, Mad TV. Oh, yeah. Indeed, he's like he's a writer. So then he ended up right. If you if you if you write in South Park, right, and you write on Mad <laughs> TV, why do you just end up in Belfast being like, can I be in your wee amateur sketch group? You know, that's at that point we should have gone. Alarm bells are ringing here. This guy, <laughs> full fraud. I don't want to give you a spoiler alert. Fast forward a few months. Fleece the side of a lot of money, right? But sorry, Dave. Uh, just just to yeah. jump in quickly, that's the equivalent of somebody playing for like Liverpool in the Champions League. Yeah, showing up to an amateur football team in Nigeria and going, "Do you guys need a sub keeper?" Yeah, exactly. Like a Gadrion. Like, but so he turns up, and we're like, obviously at this point, we you don't have any. I guess when you when you start out, you think everything's easy in comedy i'm just going to have a, a tv show within a week but you don't realize that it's a nightmare you know and uh, so he comes over wants to join with us we, we get he actually a, a tv production company who we had been working with at the time had he had obviously contacted them they put him in touch with us and we were like well i mean his credits will help so after a while we were like this is a bit weird you know we're, we're going to the edinburgh fringe we needed to get a bit of funding together for that and then he's like he goes well, we applied to Channel 4 um, for a bit of funding. They're going to, to help get us get our show over to Edinburgh. And then he goes, also, um, I'm mates with Cisco if you want, he wants to give us some money, right? So at this point, I'm going, <laughs> yeah, you're mates with Cisco. So whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah. Sit. I mean, and this is, even, this is the weirdest part. <laughs> he goes, and Cisco's a big fan of, of your stuff. No. <laughs> Let me just say, we had like five videos on YouTube and I don't know what Cisco's searching or, you know, and how he goes from just, you know, Googling thongs to finding this mug. Who knows? But, but eventually we're like, yes, yeah, Cisco. He goes, yes, Cisco wants to do a sketch with us. And I went, yeah, Cisco wants to do a sketch. And then, so we, we recorded like, the, the, just the sketch was like, we were on a, on a call like that, like a Skype call. That's what it was before Zoom existed, wasn't it? We're on a Skype yeah. call with Cisco talking to Cisco about Cisco giving us funding. So we recorded all our bits. Obviously, no sign of Cisco, and that's going to be edited in. And I'm thinking we're just being spoofed here. It's just going to be like, you know, catfish. It's just going to be some dude. Let's <laughs> say, like, I'm Cisco, some dude with tinfoil on his head, being like, I swear it's died. Um, and then we were like, okay, the sketch happens. Legit, it is Cisco. I mean, I, I was like, what is happening here? So all these doubts I had of this guy, I'm like, maybe. He is, and you know, maybe he's just had a, a wee bad turn in life that's resulted in him ended up here with us. But yeah, you know, maybe he is he is gonna, you know, get us, you know, something out of it. And then what only thing he did get us out of it was out of good credit rating and also in a lot of trouble with with our banks. But yeah, he did genuinely bring Cisco to do a sketch, and I don't know where that sketch is, it must exist somewhere. Hold with, on. So you you've actually done a sketch with fucking Cisco on it and it never correct. Happened. Correct. You did a sketch with Cisco, and Cisco also gave you. I don't know if I should mention the exact figure, but you just got a grand from Cisco. Yeah, but all I want to say is I saw Cisco and Celebrity Big Brother. You know, I saw Cisco and Celebrity Big Brother. He doesn't have a grand to give. That's like you know the guy in the Bible where it's like this rich dude gave all his money, and they're like, no, that's not enough. And some guy just literally gave the last pair of sandals he had on his feet. That's what Cisco giving us money was like. Cisco, Cisco is uh, despite loads of like big hits, you know, over over like a decade. Okay, sorry. Name me one other. Dance with me. That's not Cisco. Yes, it is. What so about? it is you. Hold on. Well, well, hold on. Sorry, 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 Karen. If if Dave says that's not Cisco, Cisco had a song called "Dance for Me." Um, he did. You said "Dance with Me." I thought you were talking about B2K there, Shane. Jeez. 
Yeah, that's very rich. I don't know that I would describe it as a big hit, though, compared with that song, because also I know that he was the lead singer of Drew Hill, and they did Wild Wild West with uh, Will Smith. Yeah. I feel like they controlling me, moaning me. I know that, because the bit in Wild Wild West, it goes, Big Will, Drew Hill, I know that. Can I just say one other thing I've never talked about in the Cisco song? So the start of it's the biggest lie ever. He goes, ladies. You guys talk about it? I want to tell you what guys talk about. Never once have I ever been like, lads. No. You know, I was sitting backstage and you turned around and went, here, Kieran, shit dumps like a truck. I go, see you later. Often backstage at our gigs, you're like sitting there talking about Shoes, shoes. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, the worst, the worst part of that song, uh, that that is, yeah, the second worst part of that song. But after he does that bit where he talks and he said, um, that he, he's like, what guys talk about the finer things in life, and then he goes, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of wee moments like that in early naughty, find it. early yeah. naughty songs have weird laughs. Pink, there's, Pink does laugh and it sounds like she's deaf. And uh, <laughs> uh, it goes, "I'm coming up, so you better get that party started." And then at the end of it, she goes, <laughs> "Like that." Right, hold on. This is the laugh. Here we go. <laughs> you know what that is? I'm such a West Belfast taxi driver's laugh. That's the laugh. That's a laugh when a West, Be- well, a West Belfast taxi driver sees two dogs shagging in the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, guys, unbelievable. I, I can't wait to see your faces again, like properly. Like, uh, no. Kieran, you haven't um, done any gigs over, over lockdown, but no. and last time you were on the podcast, you were sort of saying, like, you're 50 50 about you know knowing when you want to get back in the stand-up but ha- has that changed over lockdown like have you have you have you started the long for stand-up in any way i've started to think more about coming back to it yeah but i wouldn't say i'm not i'm not longing for it per se like i'm not i'm not in a position at the minute where i'm sort of like oh my like other comedians are dying to get back i'm not i'm not in that position but I, it's sort of i would i would you know what i would actually like gigs to be back on so we could go watch that's where would, I'm at, you, you know. Would you can would you consider a new look for coming back, like a tattoo in your face, or like I don't know, having your ears filed down? I'm not saying like you have very small ears, but just I like yeah, I look. I used to get slags for the size of my ears, and then the rest of me outgrew. But yeah, can I be honest? I, I I said that about your ears, and I didn't. I wasn't even looking at your ears. But then when you pointed your ears, I was like, oh no, because he does have big ears. They are quite floppy, like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I used to get slagged the fuck for them. I used to get called Dumbo when I was a wee kid. Um, and then Dumbo became Chunk. Yeah. Anyway, so, There's no link there. <laughs> I, know, then, I don't know, mate. I think um, if I was getting, I've often dreamed about getting like somebody else's face tattooed on to my face. Oh, okay. Let's go, let's go do it for, yeah. <laughs> for, for a crowd. See if you just said somebody's face on my face and just turned up having murdered somebody, that would have been entertaining. <laughs> You know, just turn, just turn up to the gig with Paddy McDonald's coupon on you. <laughs> Could the three of us in lockdown like sort of develop and then hopefully pitch an idea to BBC Northern Ireland of what would Cisco do for a grant? Where we just offer Cisco different scenarios for a thousand pound. 
I I would like I would pay a grand to anybody who could sit and talk to him about the finer things in life. <laughs> <laughs> Send him on Nolan. See what he says about that. Not oh, fun. <laughs> Nolan chasing Cisco around, around America. <laughs> what are you talking about? The finer things. Of <laughs> uh, Karen, could you do me a favor? Could you tell the story, if you don't mind, of uh, and feel free to say no. Of because just going to my head, it's extremely funny. Of um, of the audition for Sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was wondering what story you're talking about there for a second. Um, yeah, okay. So basically, <laughs> basically get this, get this call right, and I've been doing stand up like a year and fuck like a year and a, nearly a year and a half, and things have been going well, and it sort of had a few wee wee bits of like radio and like starting to get people sort of looking at scripts and then I get this call somebody uh from Green Inc saying kind of come down by the way sorry to interrupt they were the ones that got me in touch with Cisco so <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they um they asked me could have come down to the office in uh in Hollywood and they were they were um wanting to do auditions for sketches in the new series of sketchy now it was a show with Dermot Core and I knew Dermot from doing stand-up right <laughs> and uh so I thought well fuck here maybe Dermot is uh he was always dead on to me and I thought like maybe you know I don't know like about you guys but whenever I was starting comedy I thought anybody like people could have started like a week before me but I really looked up to everybody that was doing it before I did it didn't like I didn't so like he'd been doing comedy for maybe a year or two before me and I really like was like Holy fuck, Dear McCore has asked me to be in this thing. And I thought maybe he's like got me some work. So I went down like quite, quite excited. And a, a wee Boner. bit. Uh, yeah, a wee <laughs> bit. I was wearing a thong. And um, I went down just like, just like thinking like, you know, nearly in an actor's fucking mindset of like, I'm going to do an audition, what you to wear and all. I'm not like that, right? But I sort of worked myself up a wee bit, as it were. And uh, Went down and they hand me over a script, right? And on the first page of the script are the characters for the sketch. They wanted, they wanted me to be in a sketch uh, series that would run over, you know, a series of the same sketches going through the overall series. So there'd be like one of these sketches in every episode with these characters. And I looked at the, I looked at the, uh, the characters uh, that actually written dramatis persona on it, which is like, you'll get that in like a fucking proper fucking stage script like you know a list of characters i looked down at it and i said to them which character would you like me to read for nobody says anything i looked down at the list again i see there's gentleman jack right (laughs) an old guy right and then there's a female character and then there was fat alan (laughs) and i was like Tell Gentleman Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and I swore, right? Do you know what the audition was? I went, okay. So I opened the script. Look at the first sketch. It's like three pages long. No lines for Fat Allen. Flick through the next one. Two or three pages long. No lines for Fat Allen. Last sketch. No lines for Fat Allen. <laughs> what is this audition? Is it to see if I'm actually fat? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I look at it. There's, and um, do you know what my audition was? It was standing in front of a camera, 
doing faces as if I'm a wee bit slow was was the phrase that was given to me. Alan's a wee bit slow. Can you do faces like that? And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, get this guy past it. Like. And, and then they, they were they were laughing as I was doing faces as they were reading the script. And that was it. Like, and then the the shoot involved going to um going to Newton Arts or somewhere like that, uh, or I think Bangor Newton Arts. I think it was Newton Arts to like a shot a shopping center. Is there a shopping centre in Newton? Yeah, North? yeah, Newton North Shopping Centre. <laughs> yeah, right. and it was either that or in Bangor, and it was really cold. And I remember the sketch was they were gonna like fuck me down a, a an escalator, and so I. But it was like it was just like a fucking dummy. So, like the clothes all made the clothes were just, you know, just like when people are. You know when people are trying to be nice, but they're just saying the worst shit. Like. It's kind of, <laughs> Instead of just going to me, Karen, can you send us an email with your sizes? Would you be like a sex sex cell? And I'm going, where fuck yourself? I fucking would not. You know what I mean? Oh, mate. What reminded me of that was when we were talking about Nolan. I got two stories confused there, uh, but still, still very, very enjoyable. Oh, the Nolan, fuck me. The Nolan one was even better when the phone made asked me. They said, this is amazing. I got phoned. This was actually for somebody I fucking knew as well. Phone me and asked me, did I want to come on Nolan on the show? And I'm going, right. And I said, in, in what sort of capacity? They, they said to me, I says, what's it about? That's what I was like, what's it about? And they go, well, there's a guy in America who says that um, like chronically fat people should have to pay like more tax because they're costing health services more money. And I went, well, he sounds like a fucking cunt. Right. Uh, <laughs> for C on the podcast. What? For C bomb on the podcast. Go ahead. Sorry. I was like, well, he no, sounds like a fucking mom. Right. And uh I went, okay. And I went, and they were like, so we thought you could come on and sort of banter around a wee bit with him. And I went, Well, in which capacity do you want me to kind of come on <laughs> come on the show? Is it you, know, do you want me to come on as a him <sighs> or is it as like a you know, a scholar, like, uh, you know, I have a PhD in media and journalism, so do you want me to come on and sort of go from the academic angle? And they went, um, <laughs> and I went, well, what, what is it? And they were like, Sorry, he doesn't like fat people. <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay, so you want me to come on and be like, here, I want to be big and fucking be a dick, like, and they were being fully serious, offering me, basically going, you were the first fat person I found on the phone, I thought, you might want to come on, fuck off, unbelievable. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Sketchy, right, so Sketchy was, a st- there was two series on BBC Northern Ireland, if anybody, like, so a theme of, like, podcast, my comedy is uh, people like to mug me off, um, Dave, it's probably your favorite thing in the world. Oh, absolutely. To yeah. mug me off, right? Um, if you want to mug me off, now bear in mind, you can't really laugh at me for this because I'm mm. telling you, I'm the one telling you about it. Yeah. If you really want to mug me off, find a sketch I did for Sketchy where Dermot was playing Rory McElroy and I was playing I, I was playing a young boyfriend. Honestly, <laughs> during the sketch, I nearly started to cry because I couldn't act and I didn't know I couldn't act till I did that because that was the first time I ever acted and I turned around to so- someone's like are you alright in between takes and I went I can't act 
and uh, and and honestly, it was it was honestly one of the worst moments of my life. I nearly I nearly cried because it was like this is going to be on TV. And I remember doing the lines, and the camera was on me. And I remember I was saying the lines, but in my head, I was like, "What should I be doing with my face here?" So if you want to find that sketch, it was called Rory McIlroy's Indecent Proposals. I, I remember that. Oh, here also, I have an, I have another great sketch. I do you know I actually had a good time overall on sketchy apart from a few things that were said like that because it was a great show by the way <laughs> very well reviewed i think in uh in in, in the economist and um <laughs> yeah, yeah in the spectator but um yeah the uh what do you call it? uh i have another good story from sketchy do you remember we we shot one of those fat on sketches it was in like the oval bar <laughs> yeah. and we found like a a prop passport of uh what do you call an actor, maybe yours, Marty, somebody? Martin McCann. Not Marty McCann, I um, But then, see, when we were in there that day, um, the sketch I had to do in the Oval Tower involved me standing kind of in the background. <laughs> Sorry. With a cheeseburger. Just, I'll be one second finishing this. Swear to God, the props person gives me the cheeseburger and goes, with only one of them, so if you could try not to eat it. <laughs> and I was like, if you could act as a guy who doesn't want to eat this, that would be... I know. Like, all I was doing was holding it near my mouth and then, like, putting it away, right? Like, it was nearly, like, any kind of camera was on me to, like, drop it away, right? And go, right? And, but that's what he said. Try, you know, try not to eat that if you can restrain yourself, you know? Like, Jesus Christ. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. I, I couldn't find the Rory McIlroy sketch, but I did find Alan. <laughs> oh, what a great time they <laughs> stuck me in a blue polo shirt like. <laughs> no, no, no fucks given about my my physique like or my, my curves showing like my um do so after the after sketchy they did a live stand-up show on on mm. not live but like in front of an audience on bbc and it was the first time I'd done stand up on TV. Um, I'm sure you agree. The most recent time I was I was brilliant. But yes, whenever I did whenever I did this, I remember this. This, this is how I dressed, which um, I'm wearing. I'm wearing a, a a blazer I got in Primark and a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. And Karen, that will annoy you because I don't know any Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah. Oh. Listen to the even, listen to the way I talked. And it was 14-year-old girls singing Rihanna songs for the pleasure of 50-year-old farmers, right? That's what it was. And I strolled on to do a bit of, of stand-up. And I was supposed to do 20 minutes, but I did it about seven and a half seconds. And said, if you all give me a massive round of applause, I'll just leave. And they took the roof off the place, right? Why are you speaking like that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And then I went in and I did about seven and a half seconds. And I decided all right, I'm leave. not Daniel O'Donnell. Did you sound camper? I sound like Daniel O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed like Russell Kane, like Oh, that was uh, yeah, that was bad. I remember by that that pre-marked jacket that I bought is um, the, part of the suit that I bought the first time I ever headlined a gig. I to do a forty-minute set in Lurgan for Sean. And I didn't have 10 minutes, never mind 40. Mm. So I bought a suit, a three-piece suit in Primark and uh, went to the gig, got drunk because I was nervous, went on, came off. And I was like, I'm always just going to drink when I do stand-up because uh, that was great. And everyone I was with was like, that was the worst set I've, I've maybe ever seen. 
Jesus, do you remember, gigs in Lurgan, mate, are just hard gigs, like just. But they make you good, you know what I mean? Because we all yeah. have so many horror stories of of doing these terrible gigs. But yeah. looking back on it, it was it was fun. Dave, do you ever do a gig in Lurgan? I refuse. I just said no. Any time I've been asked, nah, I'm not going to ever go to Lurgan ever. I did. A, I did two gigs in a day in Lurgan with Mickey and Sean, and the first two, the first a tour. Yeah, the first, the first, the first one of them is like it, it was my Vietnam. Like it was just fucking brutal. Like uh, we were meant to do twenty minutes each, and I think the whole gig lasted for less than ten minutes. Um, Not a- it was fucking stinking. Right. What we're going to do is, Kieran, Dave, stay on if you can. But um, if people want to ask video questions, Dan, I don't know how we do this. I trust you might know how to do it. Um, if not, we'll just use the chat bar if that's easier. But if people just yeah, actually, to... I actually do. I do see a question to me. Yes, I do. I do also have a Patreon that I put loads of. No. Sorry, Dave, Dave seems to be lost there. Uh, Dan, Dan just muted Dave, which is one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, so if any of the sippers want to put a question in the chat or say they want to chat to you, we can unmute them and you can talk to them. We can facilitate that. So yeah. if someone just say just say hi if you wanna if you wanna get involved. Why do I sound like some oh, oh no oh oh no Matthew Mernon says Matthew Mernon says hi and look at him like he's sitting on a chaise long. Right. So let's get Matthew get Matthew Mernon on there, Dan, please. I've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> Here he is. Why are you sitting at that angle because uh, it's, a, it's a sofa right what have you been doing on your phone all night um playing minesweeper awesome yeah, yeah class real oh, thinker oh. all How right many people actually know what the numbers mean i know i right. know yeah <laughs> true true gamers know what the numbers <laughs> mean hey matthew i must yeah. mean like fucking two scores matthew why are you kate winslet in titanic is there uh, a is there yeah. a man on the other side of the room painting you? <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> right, Matthew, you got this is a big moment for you. you. Got a question or just a topic you want to throw out there? Go for it. Uh, who who in the comedy squad would have the most subscribers on OnlyFans? Excellent, excellent question. I'm going to say this. It it really depends. I I don't know what they're into on um on OnlyFans. I don't know if if it's more of a like a mainstream look. I think I might know who would probably have the most subscribe if people are if, if it's like an aesthetic, you know, young, youthful guy, mature, free like it might be me, but then I think if people like, you know, like if you're if, if it's like if you're into bears, Dave's gonna clean up. Like Dave would clean like Dave and I have been out in bars before and Dave has been like Dave, you and I have been in several gay bars together, and I've never seen a man mm. command more attention because I no. thought going into that I was the favourite, and absolutely not. No, but see, I, I'm very humble, you know, um, in terms of how sexy I am, and um, whereas you, you do, you know, but the problem is with you when you're you don't realise that as the night goes on, you, one of your eyes gets very tired before the other one does. <laughs> so like you, you still think you're this real sexy guy, but you're like going up chatting up guys in gay bars, being like yo, what's cracking? Whereas I'm just this just. I'm just a wild bear. I'm a straight bear. I'm like a great white buffalo. I'm a hard. I like and very rarely are the straight bears, but you know that's why the people wanna wanna loose me in. 
I mean, I don't remember a time when I've gone up to a guy in a gay bar with my eyes crossed and said, you watch Kraken, but if I had... <laughs> yeah. if I, if you I know, have... do you remember a time whenever, where was it we were at? Was it Union Street? And we didn't, you, I never not told you what a glory hole was before. I told you that the glory hole was the cloakroom. <laughs> you went down into the wee hole and was like, guys, leave my coat in, mate. And whoa, what a shock that was to you. <laughs> was there a glory hole in there? No. <laughs> All right, okay. Like the story. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, check that out. That's well, 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 well there, there isn't officially, but put it this way: when me and Dave went, he brought a drill. So <laughs> <laughs> turns out he didn't need it. He was so excited. But anyway, um, do I have, sorry, do I have the most subscribers on Academia.com uh, for all my amazing? Well, I would say so because all the guys are pretty stupid. I'm I'm, Nerd. A, ditzy, I'm a ditzy bimbo, and I would say that yeah, that that probably is good. For some reason, I think if people were into like weird stuff, like I could see Rory Woods getting a lot of Asian fans for like eating stuff. Does that make sense? Like him just eating dinners. Wait, I think Woodsy, Woodsy, Woodsy does sushi and his flat like. Yeah, Woodsy and he does, does have he does have a like. I got to be careful how I, how I say this because people might be. Like, oh, Go ahead, David. Say what you mean. And um, like, he does have a, a touch of you know <laughs> the rising sun about him, Woodsy. Like he's he's a minimalist guy. He dresses kind of Asian. His fashion is a bit Asian. <laughs> See him in a K-pop band, you know. Um, <laughs> like his style is a little bit Asian without. You know... Hold on, it's yeah, definitely yeah. to me. What what what's my international style? Don't you look, me. you Eastern look European. very much. Like you look very much like people would question uh, what what what's in your fire pit. That's the kind of look that you have. You look like a sort of guy that definitely eats a lot of corn <laughs> and has questionable ashes in his fire pit. That's, that's my, my my burn pit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's a for that. It's called Mio Bang, and there's some woman in America makes nine grand a month eating stuff. Yeah, some woman in America, or as she's also known, Matthew yeah. Mernon. <laughs> yeah. He's about nine grand a month eating stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like all jokes aside, I think I would do pretty well in OnlyFans. And if, if there keeps just being no gigs for a while, that will be a Hey, can I, can I just butt in real quick? I don't embarrass you in front of people. Did you put progress photos on your on your Patreon, did you? No. What have you yeah, Physique? Yeah, yeah. No, don't be so weird. Well, that's what I heard. You, who'd you hear it from? I can't tell you. I never. A gentleman never gives his sources, and also Woodsy told me not to let you know. So, uh, no, I didn't put progress pictures on Patreon. I think I threatened to because we were talking about we were doing like a episode mm. where I was talking about like PTs, and also yeah. I look at like Cristiano Ronaldo at the minute, so I probably will do it at some point. Because what I, I I've done progress pictures for the sponsor Manscape, so before and after, if you just want to see that, it's there too. I and I don't just use it in my privates, it's full body. I was going to do like a load of photos in different t-shirts of me on a treadmill and just release one like every three months, kind of like Nolan. Saying something <laughs> I'm trying again, but I've actually only done them all on the same day, do you know? Uh, Dan, can you, can you throw Naomi Mitchell in, please? Can we make that happen? Hang on a second. He's... Naomi? Hi. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Uh, yep, we can hear you. Yeah. You're live on the podcast. Don't drop any C-bombs. If you've got a question or topic, <laughs> let's get at it. 
Naomi, what's your question? Um, probably like, has there ever been like a joke that you thought to yourself after you said it, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that," or like yeah. you just completely died? Uh, completely died. Yeah, like most gigs, there will, especially yeah. if you're trying stuff, there will always be like a bit at least that doesn't. Dave, that's probably more of a question for you. You could probably answer that better. I mean, that was I knew that one was coming because <laughs> you haven't said that one before. Oh, Mister Original here. Oh, anyway, um. Yeah, I, 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 I get excited too often when I'm doing stand-up and think in my head, this is funny, then say it. I go, oh, no, that's really offensive. And people will be offended by that. That happens to me more than often. And then afterwards, people come up to me and shout at me and all. And then I have to just pretend like I care. So, I give um, time if you want to hear about it. Kieran, sorry, you've made me think. Do you want to tell about the time that I went to a wedding and you did me a favor? No, I don't want to talk about that time. <laughs> Yeah, do, you want, do you want me to talk about when my granny died as well? <laughs> uh, probably be easier. So, so can I just say before, if you do want to talk about that, um, we all have like that gig that stands out as being like the worst time ever on stage. Dave, yours was at the Empire once, and I have this. No, for- that's the second. <laughs> What's well? Hold on, just before you tell yeah. that, I went to see you at the Empire. And I have this photo of Dave oh. with one hand on his hips. He's looking down at the ground and it's like a side on profile and it just perfectly captures the tone. Uh, the worst one I ever did really quickly was Glasgow Bree Music Festival. Uh, how, it shows you how long ago this was. Amy Winehouse died uh, like an hour before I went on stage and the news kind of just that filtered why? through. That's that why. why I blame, basically I blame Winehouse. I went on stage and for some reason went, all right, Amy Winehouse just died. And then everybody just got on their phones, started talking amongst themselves. Nobody listened to my set, which ironically, I then just started singing back to yeah. black. But do you remember the gig we did once? And you did grand. You thought it was one of your worst ever gigs, but then you ran away and hid. Do you remember? As soon as the gig, we were getting away together, was it a book club somewhere? And you oh. did it. as soon as you finished, you were like, right, we're leaving. We're leaving. I'm like, no, we need to get, we need to get paid. And you're like, no, we're leaving. And you left and you were like, come with me, come with me. And I was like, what do you mean? Would you just sit in the car with me? And the guy that was running the gig had to come and find us in a car park and offer us money. Now, thankfully, we've been in car parks before and fellas have come to the window and given us money. But that was the first time it's ever happened after a gig. And that was... Uh, really no, no, this no. was me. This was me. <laughs> All right, I thought he said me and I was going, I don't remember this, but it sounds like something that I would have done. No, this, 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 wasn't that, this wasn't that long ago. And I did my set and then just ran straight to the Passat. And basically, like, <laughs> locked the doors and went, Dave, meet me in the car after and bring me the money. I hated that. I did that one night. I, I've, I've done a fair few gigs in Newcastle, right? And I've had some absolute screamers down there, but I've had two. I've had two that Aren't were you? crap. Uh, yeah. I, I had two that were crap and one that was, like, like, one of those was brutal. But the worst one ever was, well, the, the one with Dave was funny, but that, that was, that, that's less, like, the, the question was about, like, have you ever done a joke that's made you go, holy fuck, I should go home right now and consider the rest of my, my life. Like, um, so I was doing this gig. In my defense, I was asked to come down and do 10 minutes. And when I got there, I was asked, could I wait and go on at the end? And there was about 10 comedians on. And none of them were sticking to their time. And it was the gig had gone on like forever like i'd literally been there for three and a half hours i was fucking fully raging 
there was a fucking Gordon Ramsay show on that I wanted to watch and I missed it and I was fucking raging, <laughs> right? And all I could think of, this is the only thing I've done in lockdown, by the way, is perfect my Gordon Ramsay saying damn and it's, you just go, damn, right? So anyway, it's fully raging. Went the, the gig was a charity gig for some fella who had fallen off a, a balcony or something in Spain. <laughs> and... Um, and by the way, I'm not. I'm not laughing at, at him to have fallen. The whole, the whole the time, the whole time, I was under the impression that this guy was dead, right? And he was sitting in the fucking front row. And I went, "What am I doing a gig for you for? You can't." Sorry, that's a second sequel. I'm going. What am I doing a gig for him for? He's alive. He thought we don't like. You do you do a charity gig for someone who's dead and needs repatriated or something, right? I'm going. Why am I? Why I have left my house. I'm looking at my watch. The Chinese is closed. I'm going. It's a Sunday night. Gordon Ramsay's over. Chinese is closed. Rage levels through the roof. And I go on as 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 I'm about to go. Finally, get on stage. His master stands on stage and steals the mic. And starts talking about her son and how like lucky she has been to give birth to this guy. And I'm going, <laughs> sweet, because I've got to come on after you. And I've got this fucking brilliant joke about Paul Walker, right? And I'm going, why, like, what am I meant to be doing, right? And I thought, well, I'll sort of go on. I'll do, I'll literally tell tell the audience that I thought the guy was dead. Right? <laughs> Oh mate, they hated they hated it hard. I, I literally went on stage and went until about five minutes ago. I thought this guy was dead. And uh <laughs> I went, also also thanks mum for coming on and completely fucking wrecking the comedy vibe. That's gonna be really great for me to fucking try to pick up those faces in eight minutes. Thank you. <laughs> hated it hard, right? And I literally just went. I literally tried to do like a James Brown music joke and I just went, fuck this. I just walked <clears> and when I walked outside, William Thompson was promoting it. He's standing outside smoking a fucking spliff and I'm going, right, okay, great. So yes, that was the joke. The I thought you were dead was the joke that I, I shouldn't have said. I thought you were dead. Absolutely, uh, that's great. I mean, wouldn't it be funny though if you were like he's in the front row and then after the gig, everyone was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? He wasn't in the like, <laughs> he has died. What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. John, possible that I just not be correct about things like that. Dan, will you throw Johnny Bowen for the last question or topic of the of the evening, please? Oh shit! There's Johnny. Hi, hey, mate. Kieran, you said, how you made the most threatening way possible. <laughs> All right, pal, how you doing? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Johnny, how are you? I'm not too bad. How's yourself? Good. You missing gigs over lockdown? I did, I did two, which really feels so- like a lot. Last Were time they- I saw you, Johnny, absolutely smashed pugs. Thank you very much. That was probably the last time I did pugs, a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, um, Mr. Sass? Yeah, that, that is a dig at the Booker of Pug Uglies, who is valid. <laughs> yeah, can I get a gig, please? Sorry, you're, you're on the blacklist here. John Johnny's on the team with me, Patreon, in the hope that someday we'll do a live episode with David. He could just ask Dave, can I get a set? Uh, Johnny, what's your what's your topic or question, my man? Oh, no, that was the question. Ah, okay. Uh, Dave? No, no, no. <laughs> um, Hold on. Just talking about... Sorry, go on ahead, Dave. It's, it's, oh, your, no, it's, your, it's your show. It's, 
He's got the light of truth on. <laughs> oh, of course, can yes, he can. Um, talking about bad sketches earlier. Oh uh, no! Did you? What do you? What do you? Hold on. Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> did you not do one years ago? Like it might, it might have been LOL, but it was like in a clothes shop. What was it? Yeah. What yeah. was it? Because I so, can't remember. So that sketch was yeah, it was for the sketch show LOL. And if you want to ask me something specific about it, uh, it was a big hit. It was a big hit. Shoot. Yeah. So yeah, that was for what? what so what's down? What's have you got a question about that sketch? No, I'm basically trying to remember what it was and what was funny about it. Okay. the 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 answer is not much. Um, <laughs> so LOL was the sketch show, the first sketch show I did for BBC and I, and the cast were Ashling B was on it, who's had a Netflix special, done like loads of sitcoms. Yasmin Akram, who has been in Sherlock and loads of like big dramas, um, and me calling him Mickey. So, and I think me calling him Mickey have gone on to earn a bit more dough than you know, <laughs> genu- genuine global yeah, superstars. Yeah, yeah. Yasmin and Lorgan having this. What is? Yeah, we gigged <laughs> in Lorgan. So, uh, LOL was I thought going to be like the like the fast show i was like that and i mean it what, what was fast about it is people reactions to go that was shit that was the fast bit of it but um that sketch you're talking about was the first sketch in this in the series where i went in the like a clothes shop and it was about like hipster fashion so i think that i was, was going i think i was going in and saying i didn't write this sketch so i think it was something like um can you make this T-shirt a bit more fashionable or trendy or hipster or something? In fact, hipster oh, wouldn't even yeah. be the term then. And I was like, can you put like a random year on it or the name of an American high school or something like that? But I remember, I remember that sketch wasn't like there was bits in LOL that weren't particularly bad. There was like good no. sketches, but there was one incident where I was do- I was doing like a Danny Dyer run of sketches. Uh, Dave, oh, yeah. wake up! You fucking, you fucking horrendous. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, sorry. I remember, no, I remember that. A parody of Danny Dyer sketches and one relied on being filmed at the Caracaree Rope Bridge. Like that was the joke of the sketch. And uh, like five minutes before we were supposed to leave, the producer was like, here, we're just doing this in normal. I was like, oh, right, because the joke <laughs> is about Caracaree Rope Bridge and the idea that it's like over water and stuff. He's like, so is Ormo, so we'll just do it there. So we just dander to it from BBC. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, that was so that was so long ago. And uh if you also want to mug me off, you can check out my hair in that sketch that you're talking about as well. No, hold on. The, the, there's no there's no point in looking at the hair. You're wearing a wig in that sketch. If you want to mug you off, just watch previously, please. It's Friday, 10.45pm, <laughs> yeah. BBC One. Is it? Or is it two? Have they mugged you off and put you on two? Or is it on one? It's BBC One. And it's 12.38am on BBC no. One. <laughs> the thing with that is, and, and you know rightly, the barbers were closed. So I shot the show during yes, the pandemic. I know, the I know Tesco were, were open. Yeah, there's product. You could use Dax. You could have used any other mm. product. Why did you just... Why? The thing is, I think I had product in my hair, but I was so nervous because it's my first series that I think my, my head started to sweat a bit and the product sweated out of my head. And then I was just left with like just out of the bath P7 hair for the entire series that's going to be on TV. Yeah, P7 hair face. in 1942. It's the fucking worst <laughs> hair. Like, it's... Whenever you did the, the pilot of previously, which I enjoyed thoroughly, as much as it pains me to say I enjoyed it, um, you wore the, the, the ridiculous like um, Victorian shopkeeper jacket. 
in that one and it was like it everyone's taking everyone's taking the piss out of you about this jacket and then you're like right new series your wardrobe is great and then you do that hair like what what even put a hat on like what or get right. the cgi cut do something Dave, I was under a lot of pressure and I thought that the last thing people will be focusing on is my hair until they released the press <laughs> pictures and I went, no, that's all people are going to be focusing on yeah. because the comedy of the show is going to be lost in my barnet. Yeah. Uh, because what's going to happen, they'll show a funny clip <laughs> then you'll come you. back looking like the fucking doc out of Back to the Future all panicky and freaky and be like, what's this <laughs> wee weird salad fingers do and reacting to things? It's just really weird. Fingers. Uh, yeah, laugh it up, guys. Salad fingers, yeah. I'm doing my best. I've got a show. I'm trying to do something for the people of this this country that just needs a laugh at the minute, and I'm trying to bring them it. And you're supposed to what are you trying friends. to say? There was a great show on with yourself doing stand-up that I brought a laugh to the country, and I think you've done enough. Stop doing things. You've done enough. <laughs> no, you've saved done. the country. <laughs> are you telling me to actively stop doing television? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen. Can I get your feedback on my new hair? Um, I think that's nice because it's less drastic as the way you went at the start of lockdown, which was complete. You picked your head. Um, Dave, take note. So I like it now. I think you look fun, cheeky, and cute. Thank you. I'll take it's it. It's brilliant. I see it in the flesh. Unbelievable. I, I just, I have also, I meant to say earlier when you were talking about, like, what do you, what do you wore at that gig for LOL? I saw a video of myself doing a gig about 10 years ago and I was wearing a fucking ice hockey shirt and fingerless gloves. And not one of you said anything to me. Nobody said to me, will you fuck up and wear clothes? Like, you know what I mean? See, I thought, I thought maybe you had a, like a, a want of yeah, a condition yeah. or yeah. <laughs> there's, there's the wee want denim yeah, lovely stuff, guys. We're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap up this episode because it is twenty five past ten on a Sunday night, and that's way past my bedtime. So we're gonna leave it there. I'm gonna thank Dave Elliott. Dave, now put the now put the lighter truth on and tell me what you think of Kieran's hair. I think Kieran's hair is actually stunning. I really do. I think with the coverage, it looks like he's gone and had a hair transplant in Turkey. It's perfect. No recede, <laughs> nothing. It's actually like, it's like Cisco's hair, except not silver. It's that defined. And it's it's great. He looks amazing. Cheers. Know, it, was to, it was great to see you, Kieran. I'm like, Shane, it was good to see you during this. I, I miss you, bro. Let's keep in touch. Cheers to Dave. Cheers to Kieran. Dan for setting it up, doing all the te- Dan is Dan's the hero of this podcast. No, Dan he muted me. He muted me, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's just muted you again. <laughs> so um, yeah, cheers, cheers to you guys for coming on. Thanks very much to all the sippers for uh, for watching along. Your questions, topics, all that kind of thing. Uh, what I really enjoy is uh, Hilda and uh, uh, just sitting there like doing well to be able to see the podcast from the vape cloud that's going on beside her um so i enjoy that katie control the dogs please because i'll be honest this has been a side show to the podcast you need to get a dog whisperer in there because i don't know why you guys have six thousand dogs running about that room but just honestly control them somehow connor austin says good stuff gents cheers uh dave in the chat bar says fuck you dan ruth says thanks for a great night guys so yeah cheers to everyone katie Get in touch with Crofts. I don't know who provides dog services. Johnny says justice for Dave. Folks, thanks very much. Uh, See you on the podcast during the week. Really appreciate it. Go easy on your Sunday night. Cheers. Cheers.